Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 126, Why Are People So Annoying? It's June 28, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and clearly podcaster. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moscovich. Why are people so annoying? Hmm. Do you find people annoying? And if so, how often? There are many, many, many good reasons why people find other people annoying to varying degrees. This podcast is designed to help you get freed up in life so that you find people less annoying. Let's get going. If you happen to be new to my content, I would love it if you would visit my website at www.lisaalundy.com and enter my current giveaway. My next piece is my disclaimer. I am not a therapist or a medical health professional in any capacity. This podcast and all of my other content in any format is not designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. You, as a person, should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, which I'm not. If, right now, in listening to this podcast, you are feeling hopeless, you feel that life is too hard for you, or you are feeling suicidal, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. If you understood how common it is for people to feel suicidal or that life is too hard, you would probably feel amazingly better. There is help available. I am asking you to take the help that's available. My next little piece is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I currently have transcripts for my podcasts on my hosting platform for my podcast, which is rss.com. Within one to three hours of a new podcast being live and published, a corresponding transcript will become available. Eventually, the transcripts will also be on my website, but at the current time, they are on rss.com. I mean, eventually they'll be on both platforms. I am working on improving my speed and flow of speaking and my pronunciation. I ask for your patience. I think I'm making some, some small improvements. All right. So why are people so annoying? Oh, well... This is a very good topic because uh, it's a common situation. So let's get on the same page with the dictionary definition of annoy. 
And by the way, in a minute, you'll get some other choices if the word annoy doesn't fit for you or it doesn't resonate. So annoy as a verb, though, from the dictionary is to irritate someone or make someone a little bit angry. It can mean to disturb someone's peace or composure by interference, attacks, or petty behaviors or statements. Here are some synonyms for annoy. So for you listening to this podcast, the word annoy might just not work for you or it might not fit for you. It might not be your go-to word. So listen to these synonyms and see if any of them fit for you or fit better for you. And you could just think of those words instead of annoy. I'm going to be using annoy throughout the podcast because it's just simpler than having five or six similar words. So synonyms for annoy include bother, bug, irritate, irk, rile, infuriate, exasperate, ruffle, provoke, upset, enrage, rub the, rub the wrong way, distress, perturb, rankle, antagonize, offend, put out, distress, agitate, get on one's nerves and affront. So there are your, well, there are some other word choices for you. So if the word annoy doesn't call to you, resonate or speak to you or work for you, use one of those other words or whatever your go-to word is for people, you get the idea. So just pick another word if you don't like the word annoy. I'm using annoyed and annoying because that's a very common word. And it's very, it's a very common situation that people are annoyed by other people. It's just very common. So the question becomes, how often are you annoyed or bothered by other people in your life, at work, in your family, in your relationships, in your friend group, with your significant other, if you have one, or out in public? Well, I don't know, but it would be helpful for you to begin to evaluate and assess the frequency with which you can catch yourself being annoyed. And obviously I said the purpose of this podcast is to help you get freed up because quite frankly, being annoyed is not one of those happy go lucky, yay, yay uh, emotions. It's not necessarily, uh, doesn't necessarily fall under the category of difficult emotions. However, for some people, the feeling annoyed is really kind of more infuriating, which would have it then fall under the, what I'm calling the difficult emotions, the things that involve some pain. And I'm not somebody who is easily annoyed or gets annoyed very often. And it was very ironic to me, at least it seemed ironic to me, that while I was focused, laser focused on preparing for this podcast, my my yellow lab dog <laughs> had to come up and get attention. He needed some love and affection. And I was really kind of in the zone working on this podcast and I just found it kind of ironic and comical. So I did give him some love and attention. And then he decided that wasn't enough. So he had to sit like between my legs to say, no, I want you to chase me. No, it's playtime. So I found that very funny, but I laugh at myself. I do laugh at myself and I find life to be pretty enjoyable. So annoyance or being annoyed or whatever other word 
fits for you is on a huge scale, very, very nominal to over the top. And I do know people who have different personalities or temperaments or issues. There are some people who find almost everyone annoying, like everybody annoys them and everything annoys them. So for you listening to this podcast, where do you stand on this topic? I don't know, but that's a good place for you to begin is how often and to what degree. Because feeling annoyed or bothered or whatever your word of choice is, is basically a loss of power. It takes you out of the happiness, the good emotion zone into either a neutral or usually less than neutral feeling. So it's usually a loss of power. So I have a long list of why, reasons why people get annoyed by other people, which also applies to situations and events and other things. But this is this is a place to start, right? Just right off the bat. And by the way, it's not wrong and it is not bad if you get annoyed with other people. There's nothing wrong or bad about it. It just doesn't, you know, propel your life forward. So let's look at some reasons why people get annoyed with others. They feel superior and look down on others, meaning you are either not good enough or somehow you are inferior to them or stupid. They constantly judge you or others. They have control issues and want to control how things go. They have either unreasonable or unrealistic expectations. They are perfectionists and nothing is ever perfect or perfect enough for them. They are know-it-alls, thinking and believing that they know more than you do. They are actually, they actually feel inferior. However, they put up a false front. They think that there's only one right way to do things or to live life or what have you. And everyone should conform to their way of thinking, which by the way is being righteous. They lack compassion for others. They are critical or hypercritical in, gen- in general, and they are likely to deny that at all costs, though. They are negative thinkers or pessimists and have a negative view on people and life in general. Now my dog is really getting, trying to get some attention while I'm recording. <laughs> They lack emotional abilities, which can cause them to behave in an annoying fashion when something actually is going on in the background. Um, They are expecting others to be mind readers and somehow know what they want or expect and then are annoyed when it doesn't happen, although they haven't expressed what they are wanting or expecting. They are unhappy, dissatisfied, or some other negative emotion that they project onto others. They lack anger skills, so their anger seeps out in dribs and drabs here and there, sometimes misplaced or displaced, sometimes passively, aggressively, landing on others and and proclaiming others are annoying. They have unrecognized and unhealed trauma. They have not been well loved in their life or well cared for, They are projecting their low self-esteem. They're feeling unworthy or undeserving onto others or outright blaming people. 
they are in pain and unconscious to their pain so other people become the target of their pain. They feel jealous, envious, resentful, which they may not recognize, and then they behave badly. They have a chip on their shoulder because they feel like they have somehow gotten ripped off. They are irrational, also known as having a cognitive distortion, and therefore they have a distorted or flawed way of thinking and perceiving life, situations, and people, which can show up in a very, very many ways. Uh, they have trust issues, they lack self-awareness, although they might think they are self-aware, and that allows for problematic and annoying behaviors on all levels. They hold disempowering attitudes and beliefs about people or life, which can contribute to the mix, including the notion that you are out to get them. They are barely functioning in life, and everything is overwhelming which causes poor reactions and behaviors, although not on purpose. They are self-centered or self-absorbed, and they make everything about them. They are bullies and get annoyed when people take them to task. They feel entitled and do not believe that the rules are made for them. They look for the worst in others, and then, oh my goodness, they see the worst in others because of their own filter. They take themselves too seriously and don't know how to laugh at themselves or life in general. They are superficial without internal substance, which makes much of life annoying. They have an addiction, which shortens their fuse and fuels unhappiness and other problems. Their emotional bandwidth is reduced for whatever reason, which thereby reduces their patience and compassion and ability to do life. They have had an easy or privileged life and simply lack wisdom and understanding for how life is for other people. They are grieving a loss and lacking grief skills or ability, sometimes having the grief surface as annoyance. They are avoiding some truth or something uncomfortable, and it is easier to be annoyed with other people than face the truth. They get annoyed when people do not agree with them. They get annoyed when someone self sets clear and healthy boundaries and won't give in to pressure. They get annoyed when someone calls them out on their problematic behavior, statements, or actions. So that gives you a lot. That's over 40 or roughly of behaviors, ways people are, things that are going on that can have people be a little annoying to extremely annoying. So you don't have to do something wrong for people to be annoyed with you. If you're simply happy, minding your own business and living a great life, people will find you annoying. Like some people will find you very annoying. So it is important for you to understand <clears throat> You can be annoying to other people and not because you're doing something wrong or bad or immoral to them or to anyone else. The situation really what you, I want you to look at is where do you find other people annoying? Where do other people get under your skin and what annoys you? Because that's where you can get a boost in your power. So I want to just briefly mention the emotional component of annoyance because 
as I already mentioned, being annoyed, bothered, or upset, or irritated, or whatever, doesn't fall under the umbrella of the happiness skills or the happiness emotions. People typically do not need any help with their emotions when it's joyous, happy, miraculous, wonderful, blessing, etc. It is the painful or difficult emotions or the emotions that take you away from happy emotions that people have that people struggle with. So one of the things we are not teaching people in the world at this point anyway is how you manage and process your emotions. So that is just such a powerful, powerful, powerful thing to learn. And I am working on getting the message out to help people do that. So on my website, if you go to my website, right below the Newsweek logo on the right-hand side is a free downloadable PDF document that contains a diagram for managing and processing your emotions and subsequent Word document with some recommendations. Now, currently, as of this podcast, as of today, the 28th of June, I'm on version 3.0. So we're now up to a one-page diagram of managing and processing your emotions and about nine and a quarter pages of recommendations or you could consider instructions. My suggestion would be print that out and then use it as a template to walk yourself through the different pieces until it becomes automatic and natural in scope for you. So this, we're on version 3.0 by the way, because I'm deconstructing what I do to come up with the diagram. So the diagram has changed since version 2.0. That's a change. And then the Word document, some pages have been added to that. And it was very funny. I was laughing at myself thinking, how could I forget this piece? How could I forget that piece? These are automatic things for me. So I'm not like I have to bring it to my consciousness. So I hope you will consider my request to get down to work, get to work on learning how to manage and process your emotions. I haven't been able to find anything else on the internet or actually in PubMed to provide similar guidance. I have, I do have other people looking by the way. I'm not the only one looking. I have other people looking. No one's been able to find it. So in all of life, except for the happy emotions, which you do not need help with, but the difficult emotions, the painful emotions, the hard emotions, um, people get stuck with. And learning how to manage the difficult emotions will be one of the, if not the most powerful, valuable thing you could do. So there's that. All right, so I'm not going to get into managing and processing annoyance because I've just given you a format for where to go for that. So there is something in the world that's called a mirror reflection, and I want to address the validity of whether, so what is said is that when you get annoyed by someone else or something else or some situation, it's really something about you that is lacking or missing that causes you to be triggered. I mean, that's commonly said. Some people hold it as it is the absolute Bible and truth bar none. 
So is that true? Is it true that whatever annoys you or bothers you is something that's missing in yourself? Well, it can be true. Like It might be true. And for my position and viewpoint, it does not always mean that it's true. So I'm going to give you an example where it's very likely that it might not be true. So case in point, if we have a person who's in a domestic abuse situation absent the violence, so it's domestic abuse without violence or without violence yet, as a result, someone who's in a domestic abuse situation is going to have a reduced emotional bandwidth because they are being abused. And I do have a whole podcast about emotional bandwidth. If you're not familiar with that, that will kind of explain what reduces your emotional bandwidth and what will increase, give you more emotional bandwidth. So someone who's in a domestic abuse situation, well, it could also be with the violence, either with or without, um, they have less emotional bandwidth because they are being abused and very likely trapped in the abuse. So things in life will be more annoying because they're struggling and they have this big painful problem going on. That does not mean that they're triggered by something that's missing in them. So that's one, that's one example. Another example would be someone who's going through grief. Maybe they've lost a loved one or family member or someone significant. Grief is very hard and grief reduces your emotional bandwidth, or at least it does for pretty much everyone. Maybe not you, but pretty much everyone. And so things that wouldn't normally annoy you or bother you or upset you uh, might become bothersome or annoying because you're in a period of loss and grief. So there are just a couple examples where in my opinion and in my view and in my experience, the mirror idea does not hold any water. So I'm bringing this up because we have a lot of people out there that are saying things that I find are very um, hmm, problematic. So that's that. There is, however, an opportunity when you can catch yourself being annoyed or whatever your word of choice was, and this is assuming you are not in a domestic abuse or domestic violence situation, that you are not going through a major life challenge or a major trauma or grief loss, you know, like those things are going to reduce your bandwidth, your emotional bandwidth, and make things more irritating or more annoying because you're, you know, that's a, these are very difficult things. So assuming that you're not in one of those positions, the question to ask yourself is, is there something inside of you that is sourcing the annoyance? Like, are you getting triggered by something in your past, some past pain, some past issue, some past trauma? So annoyance or being annoyed can be an opportunity. And the operative words are can be. It's not always. So assuming you're not in one of those very painful, difficult situations I just mentioned, each time you can catch yourself feeling annoyed wherever you are, 
and and look at that and and ponder and contemplate hmm is this what is this about you know and ask yourself what's going on with me what's going on with me why am i bothered by this or them or what have you you might be able to figure it out right away and you very well may not be able to figure it out right away that's reasonable either either way either way it goes but being annoyed can be an opportunity for you to discover areas for you to grow and develop. And again, this does not apply if you're dealing with a major trauma, a major life challenge, multiple life challenges, domestic abuse, and so on and so on. And if you are in those situations, I do have many podcasts that will help you but you need to go easy on yourself and be gentle with yourself because those are extremely difficult and very, very, very painful situations. So I have some ideas. So let's assume you are not in domestic abuse or domestic violence or grieving a loss or in a major trauma or dealing with a major life challenge or major, major life um, hardship then um, there are things that you can bring to the table to your life to have people, events, and situations be less annoying. Now, by the way, if you're dealing with domestic abuse or any of the problems I just mentioned, growth and development will help you immensely. It is like a little healing salve that can help you get things sorted out. So I'm not suggesting if you're in domestic abuse or domestic violence or you've suffered a loss or you're grieving or you're in bereavement or you're having a trauma that you should just skip over growth and development. Now, if you listen to my podcast, you'll get the idea of how much growth and development can help you. But this next list, which is 21 things, are areas that if you get to work on, and grow and develop in these areas, what I promise you is that life will become way more enjoyable and people will become way, way less annoying. Now, in my original handwritten scratchy notes draft, I had lots of explanations for many of the 21 items. And then I realized, well, I hate to be redundant. That's not, I do not appreciate that and for with rare exception I have a podcast on all of these topics so if you need support instead of me explaining it when I already have a podcast about it you can just loop around and go back and listen to the podcast on that topic so I'm not going into depth but here's your here's your golden treasure trove for where to look if you want people to be less annoying and you want life to be way, way more enjoyable. Number one is rational thinking. First of all, I'm still unsettled on what this statistic is. I've been looking. Uh, It seems like we have a high percentage of the population in the world that has irrational thinking. And that is a problem. That's distorted thinking. That is flawed thinking. That is inaccurate thinking. And that is not ever going to help you. That will hurt you for sure. So number one is rational thinking. Number two is open-mindedness. 
three is standalone self-esteem. And yes, I do need to note that I make up my own terms. Probably at some point I'll have a little cheat sheet on my made-up terms. But standalone self-esteem is a made-up term that I made up because I did not know that they, you could have self-esteem attached to your job or your role or your money or your you know, position in life. So stand alone, self-esteem, feeling good about yourself, feeling worthy and deserving, feeling lovable, separate from everything else in your life. Number four, emotional abilities. I already mentioned learning how to manage and process your emotions, which is, I think, the holy grail. I do think it's the holy grail. And where you will also be supported is in growing emotional intelligence. So learning how to manage and process your emotions falls under the umbrella of emotional intelligence, but I don't think it's very well covered in any of the current or past emotional intelligence materials so much that we, or at least it's hidden enough, we can't find it. Number five, self-compassion, empathy, and compassion for others. Six, generate your own happiness separate from your circumstances. This is absolutely not how we commonly or widely do happiness. For the majority of people, happiness is tied to either your relationships, your money, your circumstances, your positions, your house, your car, what have you. And you can absolutely learn to be happy, that happiness that you generate, completely separate and devoid of your circumstances, which I highly recommend because if my happiness was bound up with my circumstances, I would have had deep depression for my entire life because I've, I've, I've been up against it too many times. My next uh, area for you to work on is to be up to something, meaning be up to creating your own life and your future. If you want to have people become almost hardly ever annoying, be up to creating your own beautiful future. That will help, that will help everything else fall away. Trust me. Number eight, ditch negative thinking and go instead for optimism and gratitude. Number nine, heal from trauma. Number 10, gain wisdom and understanding from basic psychology terms. I am not talking about getting a degree, a master's degree or a PhD in psychology. I have a podcast about basic psychology terms I think everyone should know, which will help you get started. Now, I have since learned about uh, splitting, which I didn't know about when I did the podcast, and certain other terms, which um, I may end up doing, you know, some other materials to help you as well, but at least there's a podcast there. But I'm talking about basic psychology. Number 11, empowering attitudes and beliefs. 12, appreciating and embracing your own imperfections. That's going to give you compassion for other people's imperfections and flaws. Number 13, having an abundance of love and affection in your life without question. Please, I, my, 
I have a podcast titled The Lost Art of Love and Affection. If you did only that, that would make a huge difference. Number 14, be able to understand and deal with smear campaigns. <laughs> Listen, if you go live a happy life and you're up to crane your life, I can almost guarantee you, you will have at least one or more smear campaigns going on. I promise you. I hate to say that, but that's reality. Number 15, assertiveness skills. 16, being playful and having fun and being able to laugh at yourself. That's, first of all, that's fun and amazing. It's like, it's remarkable. Number 16, having anger skills. Number 18, having integrity and character in your life. You as a person operating always with integrity and character. Like be a good person always, not sometimes. Not when, when people are, don't, don't, don't just be good when people are nice to you. You have to be good when people are cruel, mean, and vicious. That doesn't mean you accept it. doesn't mean you accept abuse, but be a good person. Number 19, learning to control your mind and be present. Oh, that is very powerful, and you can learn how to do that. And number 20, having and growing communication skills, especially for difficult conversations, will be amazing to help people become less annoying. So I said there were 21, but there's only 20 because I repeated one of my notes. All right. That gives you a body to work from. Where are you on those 20 things? I do not know. But if you as a human being have a commitment to have an amazing life, and in particular, given this subject matter, to have people be less annoying, there's your go-to list. I promise you. Because if you take any one of those skills and bring it to life, you can really, you can, it's, it's like so powerful. I'm telling you like, like assertiveness skills. I, I one time had a, a sales clerk at a store. I'll leave the store name out who basically said in front of like five or six other customers to me, Oh, so you're the kind of mother you want your children to burn up in a fire. That's what she said to me. Well, she said that because I was looking for um, sleepwear that did not contain fire retardant chemicals because number one, I had researched them. And number two, I had, you know, kids that had some chemical allergies and like there were a whole bunch of reasons. And because I had assertiveness and also the research boy in like two seconds flat, she was, she was done and, and people were practically ready to cheer me on. I mean, what a horrible thing to say to a woman, like what, woman, what mother would want their child to die in a fire? Like, so having assertiveness skills, you know, I mean, that had shock value, <laughs> shocking. And, uh, having assertiveness skills or having love and affection in your life or having, you know, the ability to be up to something like all of these things will take people from being annoying to non-events. Non, non, non-events, I promise you. So I have some final thoughts to wrap this up as if that's not enough. And, and you can use the list of 20 things as a checklist. 
well? Am I playful? Do I have fun in life? Can I laugh at myself? Oh, laughing at yourself is like, is like the bomb. I, I post things on my private Facebook page, like little internal jokes and people will either comment or write me privately going, oh my gosh, you're hysterical. Oh, if they knew the other jokes that I couldn't post, they would really think I'm funny. I have a good time even when I'm by myself. All right. So here's my final thoughts. So if you get to work on yourself, really grow and develop, embrace yourself, start to appreciate yourself, that does not mean that people will never be annoying. It's probably not something where you'll go down to zero, but it will go very close to zero. It will be so low, it is just hardly ever happens and is kind of a non-event, like rare. Number two. When you as a human being can see your own goodness, when you can see you are worthy, you are deserving, you are lovable, you are just, you are good enough, that will allow you to see that other people are good and they're doing the best they can and they're worthy and they're deserving. Okay, they might behave badly. I have plenty of podcasts that address that. There are, yes, there are people who behave badly, but when you have all of these skills and you really feel good about yourself, you can really kind of sort it out and then you kind of feel sorry for them, which doesn't leave you feeling annoyed. It leaves you feeling sorry for them. Number three, life is hard. Life is always going to be hard because there are difficult aspects to life. There just are. The more you grow your own skills, your own abilities, your own habits and practices, it's not that life suddenly becomes easy. It's that you have the skills and abilities to make life be easier when it's painful and when it's very difficult. That much, I promise you, you can take to the bank because you if you grow and develop your habits, your attitudes, your practices, all of the things that I talk about in my podcast, you will be able to flourish, and I do mean flourish, even in times of great difficulty. Number four, make sure that no matter what you do, no matter what you do, that you bring love and affection fully into your life by intentional actions. And if you don't have any love and affection or you don't have a high amount of love and affection, I would make that a high priority because you want to move through life feeling, knowing, and believing that you are well-loved. Number five, as I mentioned before, be a good person. Like Be a person who has character and integrity, always. Because I will tell you, if you go have this amazing, wonderful life, people will be jealous, they will be envious, they will get triggered, they will be, they will resent you, and there will be smear campaigns and gossip and negative things. But when you are focused and know that you don't do the bad things to people, I mean, do not do bad things to people. I mean, there's no, there's no good karma in that. That's like, that's like negative karma. But when you do life, being good, being kind, being loving, being all these, the right things, 
in the world to other people, you don't have to worry about what other people are saying because you will know what's true. And next, I suggest that one view you adopt, if you haven't already, is to view yourself as a work in progress. Actually, I like the idea of a masterpiece in progress, which hopefully, if you adopt that attitude, it will take you out of the game of thinking, oh, see, there's something wrong with me. Oh, see, I'm not good enough. Oh, see, you know, like, stop that. You are a work in progress if you choose to be and a masterpiece in progress. My last suggestion is, as I've covered in so many podcasts, is that you get a reward system and team to support you in having a miraculous, amazing, beautiful, wonderful life. Why not? I mean, and make it, of course, playful and fun. Like, like everything should be playful and fun. Okay, there's a couple of serious things where it would be inappropriate. But for the most part, humor, laughter, playing and fun does not mean you're not being productive and producing results. So get a reward system and build a team. So I hope out of, the, out of this podcast you recognize that that there are many good reasons, like they're really good, valid reasons why people might be annoying to you. Like that's just fair. And it's also a takeaway for you to recognize that you can reduce the likelihood, the propensity, the frequency of people being annoying to you by working on yourself, growing and developing with, of course, a team and rewards, making it fun. And I also then, as my request, would be that you share this podcast on social media because you know and I know that we have many people that find life annoying, people annoying, and all that stuff. That's it. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast episode number 126, Why Are People So Annoying? I certainly hope you did not find this podcast to be too annoying, and you may have. I do hope you've gotten some new ideas on things that you can do to make people less annoying. Please share this podcast on social media. Get in touch with me if there's something I can provide for you. I love you. Take care for now.